ഹമദുറീലാഹമുറീലാഹിമുഹമുസ്ഫിറുഹുനസ്തഈനുഹുനസ്തഫിറുഹുവനുഅമിനുബിഹിവനതവക്കലുഅലൈ ഹമദുറഹീം Insha'Allah ta'ala in our session tonight which will be the last session until the end of Ramadan anyway uh, perhaps it's most relevant for me to talk on a very important subject the tartib the sunnah method of performing salatu tarawih not only is it sunnate muaqada but it is also in somewhat related to sayyidina umar farooq radhiyallahu ta'ala an's own decisions and we need to understand that the word tarawih comes from the arabic word tarwiha tarwiha is singular and tarawih is the plural tarwiha would mean a brief pause a brief pause the interval that we have in salatu tarawih after four rakats two rakats two rakats and then you will sit for a bit that waiting period that interval between the one the first tarwiha to the second tarwiha and so because you have many many tarwiha many many intervals in salatu tarawih in the 20 rakats the night prayer after salatul isha in the month of ramadan became known as salatul tarawih according to the muhaddisin if you study the books of ahadith you won't find the word tarawih instead you will find the word qiyamul layl qiyamul layl means the standing in the night again the muhaddisin have mentioned it's very very clear when you talk about qiyamul layl in the month of ramadan generally it refers to the system of salatu tarawih so we need to understand that tarawih became sunnah in madinatul munawwara muhaddisin have mentioned rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not enforce upon the companions as to make it an obligation on them that it is farz for them to read salatu tarawih but rather he would encourage the companions he would meet them and encourage them that after salatul isha they should perform salatu tarawih in their nawafil individually and some more in in groups two people three people 
scattered in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in that manner, Salatu Taraweeh was performed during the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One hadith which is recorded by Imam Nasai rahmatullah alayhi. Uh, it is mentioned Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the companions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made fasting an obligation for you and I have made salatu taraweeh my sunnah upon you so fasting is the funds from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that salatu taraweeh I have made that a sunnah upon my ummah now one very important question Did Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Perform Salatu Taraweeh With Jama'at Did he lead the companions In the congregational manner that, that we do nowadays The answer is yes How many days According to one narration Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Performed Taraweeh with Jama'at For one night and in another narration, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed salatu taraweeh in jama'at with the companions for only three nights. We have one riwayat, one narration, and the narrator is Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. This hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi. She says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam led the companions in salatu taraweeh for the first night. And he stood in Taraweeh for approximately one third of the night. And then the second night, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood for Taraweeh uh, for the half the night. And then in the third night, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood in Taraweeh for the entire night. So we have two narrations. The first narration tells us that he performed Taraweeh with Jama'at for one night. And then the second riwayah tells us, which is in Bukhari, narrated that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and she says, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read salatu taraweeh for three nights. So this is the sunnah, it is established for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to perform taraweeh with jama'at, that is sufficient for us. Another very important question is, how many rakats do we perform? Uh, is it eight rakats that we should pray or is it twenty rakats that we should pray? Allahu Akbar, you'll find a lot of the youth who have a very shallow understanding of hadith, very shallow understanding of hadith and they will want to argue with you on knowledge that they haven't understood very well anyway. They haven't actually understood the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, no doubt, we do have uh, some narrations. In fact, one narration, which is in Mustadi Abi Ya'la and also Tabarani, in which the companions have said Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed eight rakats, followed by three rakats, witr. Eight rakats, and then three rakats, witr. So you will find a lot of people in our masajid, Alhamdulillah not so much from those who are from the Hindu Park continent, uh, but generally it becomes a trend at, uh, with the youth anyway. They, like, they want something that's completely new all the time. That's how it is with the youth. 
you have one car, it's not good enough, you want another car, a bit high, a bit high, a bit high, a bit high, and until it's very high. <laughs> That's how it is. Huh? Allahu Akbar. You have a mobile phone, no, it's not good, upgrade it, upgrade it, upgrade it, upgrade it. So they have this tendency of upgrading things. And for 20 rakats which the ulama, muhaddisin, madahib, araba, all have been practicing, it's not enough for them to digest. And so you'll see a group of people actually after eight rakats just walk out. Uh, ulama have mentioned this hadith, in this hadith we have, uh, in the narrators of this hadith, we have one person whose name is Isa bin Jariya. What's his name? Isa bin Jariya. So you have narrators. I have heard from that person, that person has heard from that person, a system of narrators. Now in the chain of narrators we have a man whose name is Isa bin Jariya. Of this hadith who says, uh, the companions say that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read eight rakats. Now Isa bin Jariya is a very weak link from amongst all the chain of narrators. Uh, the muhaddisin have classed him, classified him as a very weak person in a hadith. Uh, people like Alama Yahya bin Mu'in, who is the master in this art of Jarhu Ta'adil. Jarhu Ta'adil means uh, this knowledge, this science of understanding uh, after strict scrutiny of each of the uh, narrators of Ahadith. You have people like Yahya bin Mu'in, who is the Imam of that in Asma'ul Rijal. And so he says that Isa. Binjariya is a very, very weak person. And Imam Nasai rahmatullah has gone as far as saying that he is matruk. Now matruk would mean someone who he abandons totally, who he is not considered. So we have a team of muhaddisin who have actually said that Isa bin Jariya because he is in the chain of narrators. So this hadith is very, very weak. Now this hadith is there in Musnad Abi Ya'la. And then you have many, many narrations that talk about Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performing 20 rakats. We have one riwayat in, in the Bayhaqi, Sunan al-Kubra uh, of Imam Bayhaqi rahmatullah alayhi. You have Musannaf ibn Abi Shayba. Uh, in, in that kitab also you have a hadith which talks about Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam performing 20 rakats. Now the narrator of the hadith is the cousin of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala Hazrat Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would perform 20 rakats followed by the 3 rakats witr. Now muhaddisin have said that when you compare both the narrations the 8 rakats with this person only in that chain he, he is always there Isa bin Jariya and then you have the 20 rakats which is mentioned in different narrations, ulama have said that the 20 rakats narration is more authentic, more authentic than the 8 rakats narration, 8 rakats revived. Now it's, it's important my brothers, that I know this is not some tulab students taking on knowledge of hadith, but at least some knowledge, basic knowledge of tarawi we need to have with us. You will find a lot of people using a lot of muscle, taking on the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi, and literally some of the people uh, show you the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they'll say to you, oh look, you know, in your masjid you people pray 20 rakats, uh, this is bid'ah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Huh? 
And some of them go as far as saying this is bid'ah. And then they will say, look, this is the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi. And in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi, it is mentioned that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed eight rakats. There is nothing in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi that talks about eight rakats. Rather, a group of people want to mislead the people. What they do is they quote one very famous hadith. Again, the narrator is Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Someone asked her, Ummul Mu'mineen, what is the practice of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the night prayers? In the night prayers. What is the practice of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the night prayers? And what she said, these are the words to my best understanding. She said, مَا كَانَ يَزِيدُ فِي رَمَضَان وَلَا فِي غَيْرِ رَمَضَان عَلَىٰ إِهْدَ عَشَرَ رَكَعَاتٍ I quote to you the words of Amma Aisha, the mother of this Ummah, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam's wife, Hazrat Aisha. She says that it was the habit of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He would not increase from eight, uh, eight rakats, uh, eight rakats and then three rakats with her. Whether it is in the month of Ramadan or after the month of Ramadan. Actually the words are ala ihda ashar. Ihda ashar means 11. And so a literal translation would be Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would not pray more than 11 rakats be it Ramadan or after Ramadan. Be it Ramadan or after Ramadan. Now this is the only text that you will find in Bukhari Sharif that talks about 3 rakats being witr and then you have 8. So 8 and 3. Yeah. Now where does it say that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed tarawih? Does it say anywhere about tarawih? No, nothing at all. And in fact, Hazrat Aisha is clearly saying that ma kana yazidu fi Ramadan wala fi ghayri Ramadan. Be it the month of Ramadan or even after Ramadan, he would not increase more than 11 rakats. Three rakats would be bitter and then the eight rakats. Now what we want to know is these eight rakats performed by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What is the opinion of the muhaddisin? We have a group of people who promote this package of eight rakats very, very vigorously, very strongly. Not so much in Leicester perhaps, but if you go in areas like Birmingham and if you go to London, Allahu Akbar, and you will find this, this trend of youth, uh, want to you know, delete and add in the Sharia however they want and whatever they, whatever they want. So they have to be very, very careful. Ulama have mentioned that Hazrat Aisha is talking about the Tahajjud Salah. Which Salah is this? Tahajjud Salah, not Taraweeh. And so they quote Bukhari saying that, look, the three rakats was written and the eight rakats, what was that eight rakats? A lot of people don't have that deep understanding of hadith and they just read the, the text and the translation and they will say, okay, fine, eight rakats. So they have that doubt that am I doing the right thing? What people fail to understand that this is the tahajjud of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And explaining the same hadith, Hazrat Aisha, in another narration, she says that don't ask me about the beauty and the length of the four rakats. And then after completing the four rakats, don't ask me again of the beauty and the length of the four rakats. 
So do we pray tarawih four four rakats? How many rakats tarawih do we pray? The breakup is two 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 rakats to the twenty rakats. And here Hazrat Aisha is clearly saying that don't ask me of the length and the beauty in that salah of four rakats. Very long salah. Huh? <laughs> Who is prepared to, to read such a long salah from after Isha until Tahajjud, until Subah Sadiq? Who is prepared to read that? So very long salah. That is the Tahajjud of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So nowhere in the ahadith will you find that. Ulama muhaddisin have clearly mentioned that the tartib is of 20 rakats which is more authentic more authentic and the practice of generally all the ulama and the fuqaha so we need to read how many rakats 20 rakats let me even say the first person to say that the 8 rakats um, sorry, the 20 rakats tarawih system is a bid'ah, is a bid'ah. That person, his name is Al-Hilli, who was a Shia, who was a Shia, a well-renowned person. He has written a book called uh, Al-Minhajul Karama, Al-Minhajul Karama, and uh, one of our scholars has said this kitab is not Al-Minhajul Karama, rather Al-Minhajul Zalala. Al-Minhajul Zalala. In fact, Allama Ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullah has written a book against him. So this man whose name is Al-Hilli, he was a Shia, and Shias all have this tendency to swear, literally swear at Sahabai, Kiram Ajma'een. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. But this is a true fact. And so he was the first man objecting to the decision taken by Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala which we will explain. So the first man to say that 20 rakats is bid'ah is a man whose name was Al-Hilli and he was a Shia. He was a Shia. I had an opportunity. What, well, what opportunity would I say? <laughs> La ilaha illallah. Uh, I met the Shia in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He had a, a stone in front of him. He was performing salah. He was standing in qiyam. As I was just passing by, I noticed a stone, a pebble, and I picked it up whilst he was in his salah. We, we are Muslims, aren't we? We are not Hindus. We don't prostrate to, to, to idols or, or stones or anything of that nature. And I picked it up in salah. I still remember that. And this man, I don't know, obviously he noticed what I had, had done in his salah. Very quickly he went into ruku, sujood, quickly made salam. What do you think you're doing? He was an Arab. And I said to him, well, what do you think I'm doing? I'm cleaning Masjid Nabwi, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, from your filth. Huh? We don't want dirt in Masjid Nabwi, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Do we want dirt? Well, what's this stone for? Did Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam ever put a stone which had this La ilaha illallah. Now when he saw that, boy, this Maulana is also very jalali. See, I'm not one of those. You slap me and I'll say, right, you know, take, and, take my other cheek and slap me. You slap me and I'll slap you twice. And I said to him, I took the stone, I went, I said to him, come out. And we walked it to Jannatul Baqi. And I said to him, he said to me first that let's read Fatiha, where the Ahle Bayt people are. We read, we read, uh, all the uh, uh, ashabi kiram were there. I said, okay, now we need to go to Hazrat 
Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. Wallahi lazim. When I said Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, Mushtaq, this man started to shiver. Ajeeb. And the Sahaba said, Ajeeb dushmani. I said to him, look, you told me that we must read Fatiha where the Ahl Bayts are resting. Alhamdulillah, as Sunni Muslims, we love the Ahl Bayt. Now I want you to come to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu He says, oh no, I have to go, I need to go now. I said, fine, now I understand. What our teachers were telling us is the truth. And in that conversation, he said to me, Allahu Akbar, and I just quote to you what he said. He said to me, never mind Khomeini. Khomeini. Uh, is Khomeini better? Or Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq? Uh, somehow the conversation that started ended up in this, in this manner. He said to me, I don't want to compare Khomeini to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. He said to me, even you are better than Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al Brothers, if you ever have experience with these people, filth, the aqaid is, is full of filth. And in front of you, oh, you look at Khomeini, black pagri, big beard, and oh, Jabba Shabba, and you see him, how he is, and oh, the tasbih, and, and you feel that, oh, 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 this guy must be the biggest sheikh around. The biggest sheikh around. And that is why it is important to understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his kalam. إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ Or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam During the period of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam You had munafiqeen who came to the masjid. And Allah says إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ They come to you and they say that you are the Rasul of Allah. Wallahu ya'lamu innaka la rasulu and Allah knows you are the rasul wallahu yashhad innal munafiqina lakadhibun and Allah testifies that these people who say that you are the rasul they are all, all hypocrites all munafiqin from the outside they are something from the inside they are something and you have this system of hypocrisy in the ummah today that is why there is a warning in the Quran innal munafiqina fi darkil asfali minan nar that the munafiqeen will be punished in such a manner that the most severe punishment in Jahannam, right at the bottom of Jahannam, may Allah save us, will be the munafiqeen. So you had Al-Hilli, who is the munafiq, and he accused and objected first upon Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Now we understand during the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed taraweeh for three nights or one night as mentioned in the riwayat. He encouraged the companions to perform taraweeh. Same thing during the period of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. During Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq's khilafat, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was so preoccupied with the internal affairs and his period of khilafat was very very short. So it was the same system. Then when we come to the period of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, in the early years of the khilafat, Again, it was the same system adopted by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Then later on when he noticed in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during the month of Ramadan, people were scattered. You had a few people performing taraweeh, one or two here, two groups here, three groups here. He called Abu Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala and in some riwayat Hazrat Tamim Dari. Hazrat Tamim Dari radiallahu ta'ala. Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala came, who is known as one of the most senior Qurra or Qari from amongst the, the Sahaba 
a hafiz of the Quran and he would recite the Quran very beautifully. So he said to Ubay bin Ka'ab that what I want you to do is read the Quran in the night and I'm going to make sure that the whole of the ummah reads behind you in a congregational manner. I don't want people to be scattered. So Hazrat Ubay bin Ka'ab was the imam during the khilafat of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Now one can imagine they asked Still many, many, many Sahaba who are still alive. This is the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar. Remember, we have the Khilafat of Hazrat Osman to come, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. So you still had senior Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een who were there. And he said, Obey, I want you to read 20 rakats, followed by 3 rakats witr in Salatul Tarawih and read the Quran. This was the direct command of Amirul Mu'mineen. And all of the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een that were there agreed to the fasla, to the decree of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and none objected. Not a single Sahabi. Not a single Sahabi objected. Allahu Akbar. And subhanallah, ulama have said that this is the ijma'ah. Ijma' means the consensus of all of the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een. Now one can imagine if someone says that 20 rakats taraweeh is wrong, you are indirectly accusing not just Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, the entire team of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een. The consensus was taken in Masjid Nabwi, Hazrat Umar Farooq is there, and all of the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een are there. Now this becomes not just sunnat, it becomes sunnat muakkada why is it sunnat muakkada Because Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continuously prayed Salatul Tarawih. So this sunnah became sunnat muakkada and it also became the consensus of all of the sahabai kiram ajma'een. And that is why my respected brothers, until today, alhamdulillah, we find that even in Makkah Mukarramah, uh, with a lot of the internal politics that are out there, we still perform 20 rakats taraweeh. And inshallah we will do, hopefully, until the coming of Imam Mahdi, inshallah, we will read 20 rakats. And even in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we read how many rakats? 20 rakats. So the correct manner of reading Salatul Taraweeh is how many rakats? 20 rakats. And if someone says, oh, it is just sunnah, and without a valid reason he wants to miss the sunnah, which is sunnat muakkada according to the fuqaha, he becomes sinful. He is gunegar. He is very much gunegar. You find a lot of people who come to the masjid, they read their first salah and walk out. And they don't even read sunnah. And they don't, whether it is muakkada, ghair muakkada, wallahu alam. But we have seen a lot of people, and you hear people talking about this, a lot of people just read farz and they go. We, we must make it a habit to also respect and honor the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So from the khilafat of Hazrat Umar, this is not an innovation. This is not a bid'ah. Already we have the system of taraweeh, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praying taraweeh for 20 rakats. That is there. And already we have in the hadith uh, by Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha telling us that he read in jama'at. Now for those brothers who differ with Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala on one side they say that 20 rakats is wrong and 
they take on the other side, uh, the, the other riwayat which is of eight rakats, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, what they fail to understand that if you want to follow the sunnah, then you should not be reading with jama'at throughout the month of Ramadan because Rasulullah only read the most for how many nights? Three nights. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you say what Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an did was wrong, aliyazu billah, we don't say that. And that eight rakat is the sunnah, not twenty rakats, fair enough. If that is the sunnah, then this is also the sunnah that Rasulullah did not read in a congregational manner more than how many nights? The most three nights. So why are you reading eight rakats throughout the month of Ramadan? Where is it in the hadith that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continuously read for eight rakats with jamaat? It's not there. So if you follow one sunnah and leave the other sunnah, that's not right. What kind of Islam is that? So from the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, it was 20 rakats. No one objected. No one objected. Not even a fabricated statement. Then came the time of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, again in the time of Hazrat Uthman, everyone read 20 rakats. Then came the time of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, and all of them also read how many rakats? 20 rakats. Very quickly my respected brothers, we go on to the fuqahana. According to Imam Abu Hanifa, Tarawi is how many rakats? 20 rakats. According to Imam Shafi'i rahmatullah alayhi, Tarawi is how many rakats? 20 rakats. According to Imam Ahmad bin Hamal rahmatullah alayhi, Tarawi is how many rakats? 20 rakats. Now according to Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi, Tarawi is how many rakats? 36. Nobody talks about eight. Huh? I nearly trapped you there, Idris. Huh? Yeah. But you're right. Uh, the, the famous accepted had, uh, narration from Imam Malik, and, and this hadith is also in the Mu'atta of Imam Malik, rahmatullahi all of his followers, all of the Maliki scholars, all of the Maliki followers, all say that in Maliki, the, the, the Tarawi is how many rakats? 20 rakats. But there is one riwayat of Imam Malik rahmatullah he, he has two opinions. One is of 20 rakats and one is of how many? 36 rakats. Now who is there to read 36 rakats? Who is there to read 36 rakats? Imam Malik says 30. Now in, in, in the Madani period, when you look at history, after the period of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in, this was only specific to the people of Medina because Imam Malik was from? Madinat al-Munawara. Ajeeb Buzrug he was. Allahu Akbar. A great faqih. The Malikis. And that's why even today a lot of the Arabs follow the fiqh of Imam Malik because he was a Madani. He was in Madinat al-Munawara. In Madinat al-Munawara there was a little, of, little bit of competition between the people of Makkah and the people of Medina. And, and we will, uh, I will explain that and conclude the session. So just bear with me my brothers for, for a few more minutes. A little competition between the two. See, the people of Medina, Munawwara have this pride. Alhamdulillah, and they should. And the people of Makkah also, they, they, they feel that. Alhamdulillah, we have so many things in Makkah al-Mukarramah that Allah has blessed us with. Now, what would happen in Makkah al-Mukarramah is when the Imam would complete his four akats of Taraweeh, the first Tarweeha, the brief pause, the first Tarweeha, the people of Makkah would stand up and do Tawaf of the Kaaba. Fantastic, isn't it? So after four rakats, what they would do is the Imam would dress, drink kahwa, whatever he needs to. I must understand my hint. 
right? And after four rakats, they would relax. And you will find the shuyuk. All of the people of Makkah, mashallah, doing tawaf of the Kaaba. And then all of them completing the tawaf of Kaaba. Then they would come back in the sufuf and the imam would stand again and read another four rakats. Now after another four rakats, after eight rakats, they would sit again. And again they would do the tawaf of Kaaba. Privileged people. Now the people of Medina looked and said, Hey, ajib baat hai bhai. Look at these people in Makkah. Now who is going to bring, what can they do in Medina Munawara? There's no, there's no Makkah. It's, it's difficult for them to do tawaf or travel all the time during those days. It was very difficult. Subhanallah, the hirs they had, the zeal they had to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that how come the people of Makkah have this opportunity to do tawaf and they are winning. So now some of the fuqaha of Medina, this is during the period not of Sahaba, during the period of Tabi'een and it was only a brief period. So they came up with another solution. They said, okay, we don't have Kaaba here to do tawaf. What we will do after every four rakats, we will read extra four rakats nafal. Subhanallah. We will read extra four rakats nafal. So in the whole package of tarawih, you have four tarweeha. How many tarweeha? Four tarweeha. So four tarweeha, in total you, you're praying extra 16 rakats. So 20 plus 16 would be 36. So in order just to keep balance with the people of Makkah, because the people of Makkah were doing tawaf. How fortunate they are. And that is why even today, when you look, uh, subhanallah, at the mataf, after, during the time of tarawih, you will find that the imam is performing tarawih, and you will have a lot of people who are just doing tawaf. And that is because, uh, according to Sharia, you can't actually stop anyone from doing tawaf. Be- because uh, tawaf is sunnat muakkada and then you have the other opinions of the fuqaha, and then the maslaks of other scholars. But generally you will find that you will have a small group of people who will do tawaf even whilst tarawih is going on. But in Makkah that was the case, that after four rakats, nobody would perform tarawih and they would do tawaf. And so, for a, for a period of time, the people of Madinatul Munawwara, in competition, used to read extra 16 rakats. And that is where Imam Malik, rahmatullah alayhi, says that tarawih is how many rakats? 36 rakats. None of, them, none of the fuqaha talk about 8 rakats. None of the fuqaha. So my brothers in Islam, my Sunni, Ahl Sunnah, Wal Jama'at, Muslim brothers, my brothers who follow the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa, or my brothers who follow the fiqh of Imam Ahmad, Imam Malik, or Imam Shafi'i, what you are doing is right, Alhamdulillah, follow one Imam, follow one Imam, respect that Imam, and read 20 rakats. 20 rakats is the consensus of all of the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, dars hadith, Allah wills will, will start again after Eid al-Fitr, the, the week that comes. Inshallah, if we are still alive, dua kalim. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Allah ya Allah ya kareem is majlis ko qabool farma Allah humari majalis ko qabool farma ya Allah ye nojawan log jo aate hai haa dars ko sunne ke liye 
یا اللہ ان کو قبول فرما ان کے بیٹھنے کو قبول فرما اللہ ہماری نسبت حضور علیہ السلام سے ہو جائے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ ہم برے گنے گار ہے اوپر سے نیچے یا اللہ گناہ میں ملوث ہے اللہ تیری ذات پاک ہے اللہ تیری ذات نور ہے اللہ تو ہمیں پاک کر دے اللہ تو ہمیں پاک کر دے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا مولا ہمیں توفیق دے ہم تیاری کر لے رمضان شریف کے لیے اللہ ہم نیک بن جائے صالح بن جائے عالم بن جائے عامل بن جائے صاحب قرآن بن جائے صاحب سننا بن جائے اللہ ہمیں علم دے اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے اور ایسا علم دے کہ جو علم ہمیں دنیا میں بھی نفع دے آخرت میں بھی دفع دے ہمارے لیے صدقہ جاریہ ہو اللہ جو جو دعا ہمارے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے مانگی ہے اللہ وہ تمام دعا ہم مانگتے ہیں جن دعاؤں سے اللہ کے نبی نے پناہ مانگی ہے ہم بھی پناہ مانگتے ہیں اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو جو بیمار ہیں ان کو شفا دے جس کی جو پریشانی ہو اللہ اس پریشانی کو دور فرما جس کو اولاد کی طرف سے پریشانی ہے اللہ ترے غیب کے خزانے سے یا اللہ اس پریشانی کو دور فرما مولا جو بیمار ہے کئی لوگوں نے کہا ہے دعاؤں میں یاد رکھنے کے لیے اللہ ہر ایک کی حاجت کو یا اللہ ہر ایک کو قبول فرما یا اللہ ہر ایک کو تندرستی دے یا اللہ یا رحیم یا کریم تیری ذات سمی ہے سننے والی ہے اللہ قرآن کریم کی برکت سے حدیث پاک کی برکت سے اللہ ہماری دعاؤں کو قبول فرما اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا سبحان اللہ و بحمدہ سبحان اللہ العظیم نستغفرک و نتوب علیک سمعنا و اطانا گفرانا کربنا و علیک المصیر برحمتک یا رحم الرحمین